0: welcome to the Doula Doula podcast with me Leanne from Birthhood and Meg from Birth Evolution. We are both birth and postnatal doulas with over 12 years experience supporting people through pregnancy, birth and the postnatal period.
1: In this podcast we'll be taking a deep dive into birth in a relaxed and informal space bringing you knowledge, experience and tips in a way that supports you whether you are pregnant, working in the birth world or just a birth nerd like us.
0: We'll be leaving no stone unturned with our unfiltered approach to conversation about birth and can't wait for you to join us.
1: All opinions are of course our own and our experiences and discussions in no way constitute medical advice. Let's Let's doula doula this.
0: Hi everybody and welcome to doula doula the podcast with me Leanne at Birthhood. And me
1: Meg from Birth Evolution.
0: Hey. So today on our podcast, we are discussing birthing phase of labour. So we're going to really kind of like delve into how we basically get those babies out. And one of the key areas we are going to discuss a little bit is about breathing our babies out. Because that is the is, is thing. That no, here?
1: that's not possible, surely. that thing, is it? Well, the reason, let's say the reason why we've this has come into the forefront of our minds is... um. I can't even was it last week? Um, yeah. not long ago. So this is recorded in September, end of September. Um, but the other week, this morning, she's always got factual quality. Always. <laughs> um, the lovely Fern McCann was on this morning. I can't remember, was she holding her little baby? I can't remember the yeah. yeah, had a little yeah. one. And she quite justifiably wanted to talk about her birth experience, which everybody has. The right to be able to do. In fact, she was asked about it directly. I think, wasn't she? Yeah. And she very empoweredly, if that's a word, with so much joy, basically referred to her birth as um, really positive. And she used the phrase "breathe my baby out" and my baby birthed itself. And she said that with absolutely no question. I breathed my baby out. It was really easy and i'm paraphrasing here and yeah my baby birth itself and i remember initially seeing that this had happened i don't think i watched it live and thinking ah oh, awesome Same. good yeah that's wonderful that's that's great i'm really glad you had a positive birth woohoo brilliant yep. what i didn't expect was the the fire that came up from it and what i'm i could feel myself getting really angry now leanne you have given me permission that this anger is allowed to enter the podcast 100%, round.
0: 100%.
1: <laughs> of the shit that Fern got she got absolutely lambasted by other people a vast majority of which I believe were women who have not got any sense of supporting this person or cheering her on or cheerleading or saying brilliant good for you that's awesome I'm really pleased for you but just basically went all in with that's not possible you can't breathe the bloody baby out you've just really um ruined everybody's normal expectations of birth that's not realistic um you know, that wasn't my experience. You've just really upset and triggered all the people who've had the opposite experience of that. And just basically saying that is not possible, that is unrealistic. And you've just given everybody out there this really bad view of what they might expect from birth.
0: Especially what because everyone have, people don't get those births. So you're setting people up to fail.
1: Yeah. That, and I think
0: that's the scary thing about um well social media and everything else because it gives people a platform to do that and I want to stress here that everybody's birth their birth story is valid and I know that you 100% agree with me on that yeah So this is not saying that those people who had those experiences absolutely not that their view isn't in some way valid to them because they might have not had that experience and therefore they want to kind of um have a have a platform to share their experience but to do Everyone it. Share that
1: story, like it's yeah, but absolutely. not in a way that
0: degrades anybody else's experience. I, I was, I was really saddened and shocked and infuriated by reading the comments as well because I thought, hold on a minute we've got somebody for the first time in a while standing up on a platform that they've got the ability to go, do you know what? I invested in my birth, I prepared and I let my body do as much as they, as I could for this birth and it, and it worked for me and I'm really happy and I want to celebrate that my body did what it was supposed to do. She should have the right to do that. Everybody does yeah. and I think, although it stressed me out, what it gave me in the mindset to do was actually – discuss like us for us to set this up to discuss yeah. that hold on a minute what she's talking about is actually a thing and it is pretty normal and actually let's let's kind of like look at to why so many people aren't experiencing
1: in this yeah why aren't we talking about that absolutely bang on the why are this anger. <laughs> Are we really getting angry at the right person here yeah, completely- for just telling their story? Seriously, yeah. because exactly. I, if you if you were randomly in a park with somebody and they told you that story about the birth story, you there's no way you'd have a go at them for belittling somebody else's birth or whatever. Like, but it's this this kind of keyboard worries, isn't it? Of yeah. but I think what the other side, the flip side of that, is quite sad is that lots of people have the the, the absolute polar opposite of a birth experience a yeah. uh, birth experience where there's a lot of trauma and a lot of um a lot of negativity and and those those stories absolutely need to be told as well if those people want to tell them um they all can exist together um what it doesn't mean is that people have these stories <laughs> meaning that people who have a different story can't talk about theirs that we the the normality of birth is in its variety. Yes. And I think if all we're ever hearing is those
0: kind of interventions for birth as being the norm, then as a society, we're never going to believe that normal physiological birth can happen. So therefore it won't ever, it will start to never happen, which is, I think our job today is to really start to unpick what this birth phase is, what it looks like, what it's called, why it happens certain ways for certain people um and how you it might differ from ex- other experiences yes, so we can talk about validating everyone's experiences absolutely yeah. but let's understand a bit more so what um go on. no say so what i was going to ask you is in terms of your like our and sun in, in the birth world what fern was describing as baby birthing themselves was yeah. um, a concept called the fetal
1: ejection reflex yeah. All, and all the, the natural expulsion reflex. Yes. All of which always make me think of a pilot pressing a button and firing out of an aeroplane. <laughs> which, it's to be so- fair, in some birth videos, it's not dissimilar.
0: It's not dissimilar. I, I look back at my birth, and um, with, with my second birth, I was stood up, and it was a good job I had a midwife <laughs> feeling down below, below me. I'm, I'm not even joking. Slippery little things. Yeah, she's slippery, and she flew out. When I say, I went, she's coming in and they were like a head hadn't been birthed yet like she was crowning but a head wasn't birthed yet and she came out in one and it was like a vroom so <laughs> I I think I read I read Fern's story and was like I know that because know that yeah I did that I felt Kelsey. that yeah, yeah so um I think that's why it got to me a little bit as well because I was there thinking so does that mean that didn't happen for me even though I know I felt
1: that <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So the fetal ejection reflex or the natural expulsive reflex, you might read it as FER, NER, they're the same, all the same thing. And the fetal ejection reflex is an absolutely natural phenomenon that a a birthing body will do. But it's really worth, we'll come back to this, knowing that there are potential limitations for restricting the ability of that reflex to happen in certain circumstances. But the fetal ejection reflex—the one of the best ways that I can describe it is when you're labouring, all the muscles of your uterus, all the muscle fibers, basically, from your cervix at the bottom get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. It's absolutely—I don't know why I'm demonstrating to you, Leanne, this, but basically <laughs> like they get shorter and shorter and shorter, moving up the outside of your uterus to build up in this powerful absolute engine of muscle power at the very top that fundus the bit up by your bra strap um or where you're by your underwires so you're probably not wearing underwires because you're pregnant but up there you've got this powerful engine of muscle that by the end of labor wants to go down your body wants to birth your baby and this muscle power then it switches from drawing upwards to effectively moving down in this incredibly powerful way Um, Carly from best birth she wants to I think it was her once described it as um I should be correcting that yeah Do check that before we do the podcast um edit um described it as a coffee plunger whereas that kind of almost against a vacuum powerful pressing down and the other way I describe it is vomiting downwards which is really not that delightful but when you want to vomit or when your body wants you to vomit should I say it's that (laughs) and you cannot stop it it's that absolute instinctive convulsive spasming up yeah it's the opposite it's that and in all my antenatal classes just for anybody who's considering ever doing any work with me I make loads of weird noises wherever I am teaching you it's just part (laughs) of the do you do it too Leanne is that just me yeah I'm like yeah so basically we we're going from kind of mm, kind of breathing to and it's that That reflex is your body doing it itself and moving your baby out. So when people talk about um, their baby birthing itself, it's basically that that the muscles of your uterus are moving downwards and moving your baby out of your body independently of your voluntary conscious actions. Yeah, You can't do that
0: no you just you can't stop it it's okay. something yeah you can't like um I think it's important I want to add here that a lot of people might feel like the urge to poo at this point because maybe mm-hmm. we'll be getting low and in the in the pelvic area and it will put pressure on your rectum so it will have that sensation of needing yeah, to poo definitely um, and a lot of people hold on to that because they're scared of pooing so they kind of like stop that kind of clench and then because they're not open it's quite hard for that fetal ejection reflex to happen um but it is that that's usually the start for for me as well especially that was the starting sensation of okay my body's gonna do this but the difference I think with my first baby my second baby I can I had the feelings with both is there was with my second baby there was literally no way I could have stopped that reflex like not a chance it was, it was happening and I, I had to just go. How
1: did you feel? So when that was happening and you knew you couldn't stop it, I don't know if you were trying to or not, but what did that make you feel like emotionally that you couldn't stop it? Was that a good thing or was that scary thing? It wasn't scary for me. I
0: think I was, I didn't, I just knew it was happening. So I was more like just telling people it was happening because people are me more didn't really believe that that would be happening quite the way that it did because I rise so quickly yeah, and, yeah. and it was literally six minutes so you don't really you've done uh, birth
1: prep for that bit no. yeah so you had an expectation to an extent of because I know I've heard people before saying I can't stop it I can't stop it happening in an almost uh I'm trying but I can't stop it in I think that kind of can almost fear of losing control because yeah. it's one of those only times in your life that you will experience truly losing control of your body because you, your body's just doing it. And I think for some people that can feel quite um, scary.
0: Yeah, and I imagine that's why lots of people would say they don't feel that reflex or don't have the experience of that reflex. And it, it's because it's that being scared and that anxiety is not allowing the body to do yeah. it as much as they could. Yeah. potentially or, or they are feeling it because a lot of people talk about that they, they never felt that reflex and they are but they don't know what that reflex is it's like yeah 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 which is it, it is difficult I think if I compare baby one which she my body still did it um but it was much more slow and controlled whereas baby two it was an expulsion like it was straight out um but no have I didn't a video of
1: that?
0: Them. I have a video of it no, I, I didn't. I literally got there and she was born six minutes later. So, it, I mean, I had a chance to put my leggings down and that was literally it. Exactly. So, I know. I think what
1: it's, um, what it's worth also mentioning is where, going back to Fern McCann, because I think this is a really important point, is I think what a lot of people questioned was you breathed your baby out. Because I think what people then perceive is that breathing is just like a sigh or blowing out a candle Like blowing out a candle that's what I was gonna say right the vast majority of people who don't push their baby out or or would say they breathe their baby out we're not just really slightly calmly going "Hmm," and then a baby flies out of their vagina so in that sense almost well no that is quite unrealistic because most people don't just go "Hmm," and baby comes out what we're misunderstanding here is you can not be breathing your baby out and be roaring the bloody house down yep you're still breathing your baby out yep. um because the intensity no. and the insane overwhelming power of this can make you, you know, really growl and roar and shout yep. but that doesn't mean you're not allowing your body to do it and the ejection reflex kicking in i think that when people hear someone say I breathe the baby out they perceive someone kind of went uh, and out flew baby
0: and that, that's where when uh, again that comes in with kind of like hypnobirthing doesn't it when people talk about oh it's just slow to breathe breathing I'm not paying for a breathing techniques when obviously it, it's that misconception yeah. the same way that misconception has happened here um yeah. when if that breathing is a huge part of of this and when you like you said it's not that blowing the candle out it's using the energy and link it to that visual image of you with that kind of like the the coffee um coming down and that's it it's the breath that you're using you're guiding that down with that body doing what it should be doing so instead of panicking and using your breath and like to not go with your body you're using your breath as you would normally breathe but using that to go with what your body's doing not against it and you look at athletes
1: i'm I'm doing couch to 5k and i've got sarah millican i've got sarah millican's voice (laughs) telling me that i'm I'm a flower and it's lovely um and she talks about breathing and i'm like literally doing like one and a half minutes of running and then two minutes of walking and it's already talking about breathing right you look at a weightlifter they have so much control over their breath in order to use the strength in the most optimum way it's exactly the same
0: completely the same and I use my breathing techniques for everything all the time different in different scenarios and yeah. I I I'm gonna I'm gonna mirror exactly what Fern said I, I breathe my babies out as well and it's not be, like I said I wasn't blowing candles out I was actively controlling my breath to maximize my body's output which yeah I mean someone who's done sport their whole life like it yeah, makes
1: that was quite second nature to you yeah
0: I mean obviously it had to learn like you learn it technique but it's something that I think I could understand quite easily because I could already apply it to other the parts parts of my life um and equally I think that whole hippie hippie sense of home birth and water birth and it's all like you breathe your baby out and it's vagina whispering and all of that That that's per- that's not a bad thing but that's what everybody perceives birth to be like if you're talking about breathing your and baby it's possible and isn't realistic and, and, and when all of, and this again all of these births are valid yeah. let everyone experience it how
1: they need to and how they want to and do you know what if you if a client came to me and said i'd like to just go <sighs> and blow my and a baby come out of my vagina i'm not going to go well you're a bloody lunatic aren't you I'd like to see you try. I because you just completely disempower somebody. Do you know what it's like, let's just allow people to to approach things the way they wanna they wanna do it. Um what I think's worth as we kind of go from that Fern McCann's birth experience and how we're talking about it, perhaps as we get towards the other extreme of what we're gonna think about, which is that real um classic kind of really directed, coached force pushing, yeah. is it possible? to have the fetal ejection reflex the natural expulsion reflex and do some form of pushing yourself what, i guess what i'm saying is there is no right and wrong of if your fetal ejection reflex kicks in you shouldn't push that there can be this element of your body telling you to do something at the same time yeah. like a bearing I'm, I'm i'm not pushing but i'm oh i've sort of i'm I'm trying not to push, but I am doing it a little bit, and that feels good. My body's telling me to bear down a bit, almost like this teamwork.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's that going with your body.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I, I, Um. I suppose I'm going to put out, I'm not really here for coach pushing in the sense of being told when to push, how long to push for. Go on, keep going a little bit longer. Like for me, that's not, not, um, it doesn't sit well with me because i think that's when i have seen the most kind of complicated um elements of pushing at times where interventions more needed because yeah. the mum's got too tired or it's forced something um a, a little bit for on the perineum or something like that and i'm not saying there's some definitely sometimes when that coach pushing is absolutely necessary it, but it,
1: but we know it causes damage it can cause damage you know, it cause, it, can, it
0: can cause damage um i would say that if you're being encouraged to push you can still use your body's mechanisms to do that and you go with it so whether that's breathing whether that is bearing down whether that is pushing into your bum whatever that feels right for you go with it like that is absolutely fine holding your breath and pushing when you don't push have a your bottom with a chin on your
1: chest, count to ten. Yeah. That, that's not productive. You well, get... Holding your breath is not going to give you the most power.
0: It's just going to restrict the environment that the baby needs space to come out of. Like your pelvic floor is going to tighten, your abdomen is going to tighten. So you've got a bit of the pressure in. in
1: your abdomen as well because you're not
0: breathing out. Yeah. So that's not that. For me personally, I'm not a medical clinician, but I know it doesn't it doesn't help in most cases to do it that way. Well. I think that's
1: important to, uh, to acknowledge most cases because we also know that, particularly around things like epidural use, where you haven't got the conscious ability to really feel those sensations and know when to do certain things, a, a level of coaching for pushing or directed pushing absolutely has its place and is necessary in those contexts. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think but what we're talking about here is that spontaneous um, sensed bearing down that that feeling yeah. that we really understand. I think what I would put in is my experience as a complete control freak is I didn't let my body do what it wanted to do because I didn't completely trust it. I had not hit a birth thing for my first birth, but I remember being in the pool and feet and my body was birthing my baby and it was doing the what I call the dance of birth where it isn't contraction, baby down, contraction, baby down, contraction, baby down. It's back and forth, back a bit, forward a bit, back a bit, forward a bit more, back a bit. And I didn't really realize that that was a thing. So my body was definitely trying to birth my baby, 100%. But I, because it wasn't coming out in that linear, simplistic way that I thought it should, I immediately assumed my body was broken and rubbish and couldn't do it. And I therefore thought, well, I, I'm going to have to control this because, you know, that's the story of my life. And I remember then forcing myself to push. So it wasn't because of directed pushing. Nobody was telling me to do anything. The midwife and my husband were fabulous. But I was doing it because I thought I should. Yeah. And I think that's a, another form of forced pushing, that you're you're pushing because you think it's necessary, even though nobody's actually telling you to do it. Um And I had a really positive experience um, by no looking back. I know I didn't let my body do what it needed to do. And I know I felt really anxious and tense in that moment because I was trying to do it all for my body rather than, my brain was just completely taking over. And thankfully it didn't didn't result in a particularly negative experience, but just one of those experiences of just, that is, is that is your body
0: doing that is your body birthing a baby but again this is where that lack of knowledge or understanding yeah. of that being yeah. a norm means that we do we think if our body births our baby so straight yeah. out when my first birth was exactly the same as that the difference I had was I had a midwife telling me come on just a little bit more a little bit more let's get our head out blah blah, blah. and I just went shut up um <laughs> because I, I yeah I wasn't that was the only time I, I, I raised my voice during my birth really was to do that but um which,
1: more than,
0: which exactly but I think is I I wasn't expecting that either but I was so internalized in my being that I was just going with it so when someone was trying to tell yeah. me to do that it was confusing me and I was like no I'm you need to start because I can't push I've not got a contraction you're telling me to push my body's my baby's going in and out a little bit and I then I think because I had that experience yeah that helped me with my second because I knew yeah. that whatever my body's going to do it's going to do it for a reason that way and I've got yeah. a trust and I went into
1: my my second and third birth totally like that of just yeah. I literally there you go body do your stuff um but I think yeah. We are so in to being because we're highly intellectual, highly evolved, and we're all obsessed in life with we make things shorter, faster, slower, bigger, better. We we change everything oh. because and I think but birth is not we can be in control during a process of birth, but we cannot control, you cannot change it in that oh. way. And and that was definitely because of a lack of knowledge. And and actually I think that's quite a fair point to focus on is I did a hit the birthing course which in a lot of ways was absolutely incredible but there was elements of knowledge I just didn't have um yes. and that's why the the back and forth dance of birth that backward forward backward forward nudge forward a bit two steps forward one step back I will tell every single client hypnobirthing, birthing private um group intensive refresher doula yep. client about that because I, because I know that affected how i was able to birth and it's such a simple piece of information that i think everybody should know and there's loads of things like that that are going to expect
0: expect impact your expectation of birth and your ability to birth in that moment there's that's one thing having a midwife telling you to do something having a birth partner looking absolutely shit scared all these things are going to impact your body's ability to birth that baby and because whether
1: you feel that reflex or not.
0: And therefore, whether you and and how you feel that reflex. I've had parents who've literally, the only way they've ever felt that that reflex was like they needed to go for a poo. Yeah. Like they didn't feel anything else. They're like, I need to poo, baby came out. Whereas yeah. some people have gone, I had like a pressure from the top, pushing down. Yeah. Like people experiencing differently. Yeah. Mine- I, I don't, all I knew is, all all I knew is that I knew she was coming. It was like, she's coming. Like, there was nothing, there was no, it sounds weird, there was no other feeling I could associate other than with, with my second, was that she was coming, whereas with my first, like you said, the, the dance, that I had yeah. that, that was how I felt the reflex in that first time. So I think, again, understanding that you can feel this in different ways and all of those are okay, but it then will always come back to, finding that inner trust because I think you and I and Fern have all have all like knocked this on the head in the fact that we all recognize that feeling in our second birth and accepted it more than we did our first and it's not that our first we didn't feel it it's that we didn't
1: know it or understand what to work with it yes yes definitely definitely and I would really hope that anybody who listens to this that is my absolute prayer is that you can take this into your birth so when you get any feeling that seems like that you can go oh okay let's see where this leads yeah this is okay I am okay this is okay this feels mad and insane and intense and something I've never felt before maybe even um a bit scary but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let this happen
0: yeah, and I, I love what you said earlier, and I think we should definitely finish on on this in the fact that like vomit <laughs> is a nice way the to wrap it up. It. <laughs> but like vomit, you when you have you feel that urge to be sick, and then you can't really control it. if it's gonna come out, yeah. it's gonna come out. Yeah. We've gotta you, you just have to succumb to it. But because yeah. we are sick way more than we have children, we learn to succumb to that at a much earlier age whereas birth we don't feel that often so we don't learn to succumb to it so actually if you can just be told more and more just succumb to it succumb to it maybe yeah. people would
1: have experienced that reflection. that's a really interesting point really interesting point do you know what, my my little boy um trigger warning constipated child um so i my little boy has had trouble pooing so he's four and last couple of weeks he's been oh i heard you poo heard you poo um and try to go to the toilet, and then nothing's coming, and then when he finally goes, and he's, he really has, it just, I honestly feel like I'm doodling him, and I sit in front of him, so I don't go, come on, hurry up, hurry up, I sit at his level, and go, right, just let it come, does it feel like your body's trying to get your poo out, I can, I can laughing at myself internally, of like, oh my god, this is just like he's having a baby, um, and he's basically panicking, because he can feel it and it feels too big for his body because that's why he's it's hurting to him. And he feels like, how can my body do this? He says, it's hurt, but it's hurting, it won't come out. And it's just like somebody giving birth. Like, but oh, how's this going to come out of my body? This isn't going to work. Oh, clench. And I'll just give, it, and I give him a bit of water and he has little sips of water. And once he's really relaxed, his little facial expression changes. And then he makes a little noise and then he poos. Um, I'm not laughing for any
0: of the reason then. I have had this with Ayla. It's just it's multiple occasions. One of the times in a soft play in the toilet, she was in there forty-five minutes. I get called by them to go down and sit with them for another forty-five minutes while they're closing and cleaning up, so I could sit and help her do this.
1: Yeah, so, it's, had you been, but it's closing now, Ayla. We've got to go. We've got no, no
0: chance.
1: Just like if you were somebody saying, "Well, I'm afraid you've been pushing now for." this long and your cervix clearly isn't open we need to do you know you don't say to Ayla well it's been 45 minutes darling so I'm just going to pull your poo out yeah we're going to get a stick and see what we can do it's oh actually, sorry that's
0: <laughs> what an image
1: <laughs> and that's the Dealer Dealer podcast for today hey, um,
0: Congratulations we on your kids
1: and we we know that we if we sit there and allow them to relax it's going to happen where is our common sense when it comes to having a baby just dis- because it's been conditioned out of us.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I definitely think if we could if, if people are listening really kind of go to town on the fact that it is a natural. I, w- I want to say phenomenon. I didn't mean to say phenomenon that I to come out, but I suppose it is, it is a phenom- phenomenon might be the right word is. It, I think when you have a poo,
1: yeah. feel it just think, oh, okay. My body if I don't push it out, my body kind of does it
0: i going to do it anyway, wait. so let it go, let it go. Yeah. We'll all kind a bit frozen. like Always. How often do you sing Frozen in your head at birth? <laughs>
1: More than I care to admit. Mm-hmm. But do you ever say, just let it go to your client, and think, oh, shit, have I just got them singing Frozen now during their labour? Yeah, literally. I'm
0: like No really birth partners let ever sing it. Go it, go I, I, to it but...
1: Yeah, I snigger. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> that, and that was I would try to do really quick. A quick recording of that one. Um, so I think that was yeah, an awesome summary of that birthing. We still, again, we could go into loads of different things like positions and all sorts of things. But I think ultimately we just got to look at what your body's trying to do. But with the acknowledgement that it isn't always so simple, baby does crazy things with its posture, ends up presenting its head differently. There are other variables that can contribute to this. But I think this is just really important. Just stepping back to can. Of yeah, her she did breathe the baby out, her baby did birth itself. This is why. And it's not that case for everybody, and that's okay.
0: and that's what we need to just accept.
1: Yeah. The end.
0: The end. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank, thank you. you yeah. No, thank you very much. Sorry um, about all um, the vomit and poo chat. Oh
1: always. We're here for <laughs> that. <laughs> that's very true. That's just being a parent. Oh, yeah. Um so we'll catch up soon for another amazing doula doula episode. Yes. Yeah, see you later. Thanks for listening to the Doola Doola podcast with me, Leanne from Birthhood. And me, Meg from Birth Evolution. It's been great to have you here with us as we chat about all things pregnancy, birth and postnatal. We'd love to know what you think, so please do leave
0: us a review. Follow both Meg and I on socials and share with your friends too. They'll be really glad you did.
1: Don't miss future episodes as there's so much more to come. Hit follow so you never get doula doula FOMO.